0: Brilliant. Wow, what an introduction, eh? Thank you. <laughs> I better try and be impressive now, aren't I? Better pull something out the bag, and I? <laughs> no, it's good to be with you. I do miss you guys. Um, such a great community here. I always feel loved here and and accepted. So thank you so much. You great guys. Um so, as you know, we've been doing a series of being, our preaching recently. It's all been about slowing down. How are you feeling? You feeling great? Do you feel like, you know, do you feel like you're going at a really nice pace now and slowing down? So, um, So, I'm going to continue in that, so you've not got away from it. And the title of my talk today is... Basically, live, work, play, relax from a place of rest. So there you go. And um, so I want to tell you a story first. Rich and I was given a voucher for a spa day and, um, which, um, when we first got it, it was like, oh, it's a voucher, you know, got to... The problem with vouchers for, like, an experience is that you have to put in quite a bit of effort to make, to organise it, don't you? And so, like, you always, I always have these, like, mixed emotions when I get a voucher for an experience because I think, oh, that's really nice, but now I've got to organise, like, when we can do it, and because it was for both of us, we had to organise when we both could do it, and, um, so it was sat on our shelf for about probably for about a year and we kept looking at it and thinking oh we need to do something about that, need to do something about that and then I'd forget all about it again, does anyone else do that with vouchers? Just forget that you've got these amazing vouchers and forget about using them so one day, Richard was determined we're going to use these vouchers. So we got our diaries out. We worked out a day we can do it, and we booked it for a day where we can do this spa day, and uh, when we're both were free. And so it did take a bit of effort, and. Um, so it was. So after having have this voucher for about a year, it was about three weeks ago, and we went on this spa day, and what can I say, it was pretty amazing, we both absolutely loved it. I enjoyed sitting by the pool with my book, and Richard would go off to the gym, and I'd be reading my book, and then I'd go into the jacuzzi, then into the steam room, and then by the pool again, and then as the day went on, we would um, put on these like, nice, warm, comfy slippers, and nice big robe and we'd go off to this um, treatment place and there'd be like beds there and we'd be lying there. Everything's designed to make you feel relaxed and sleepy and and there's this music that's going on in the background and you know, you're sort of lying there having some refreshments and and then we get led off into the treatment rooms where we have some treatments feeling and then really relaxed and so Rich and I came out of the day, we're walking back to the car and we're like this Oh, so so relaxed. It's like our bodies are like, oh, what's going on? (laughs) So nice. (laughs) And it's like, why did we not do this? We had this sat on our shelf for about a year, you know, and it's like, all it took was a little bit of effort and a little bit of like thoughts and, you know, we had to maybe sacrifice a day, we had to take a day out to to do this and, and we're like, why did we not do this before? You know, Wouldn't it have been a shame if, if the date ran out and we missed that opportunity because it became expired, the voucher became expired. So I don't know what the expiry date was on it, but I'm glad that we didn't miss out. You know, wouldn't it have been a shame that you know the fact that somebody actually paid for that? It cost them something. It cost them effort as well as money to give us that voucher. And wouldn't it have been a shame if we'd have missed out on that? If we didn't take, you know, have the benefit of that and the benefit that it was to us to to strengthen us and to revive us. So. I'm going to start reading, Um, I'm going to read from a passage in Hebrews, um, chapter 4. Right, Hebrews chapter 4, verse 1 to 7 says this. Therefore, since the promise of entering his rest still stands, let us be careful that none of us none of you be found to have fallen short of it for we are also sorry if we also have had the good news proclaimed to us just as they did but the message they heard was of no value to them because they did not share the faith of those who obeyed now we who have believed enter that rest Just as God has said, so I declared on oath in my anger, they shall never enter my rest. And yet his works have been finished since the creation of the world. For somewhere he has spoken about the seventh day in these words. On the seventh day, God rested from all his works. And again, in the passage above, he says, they shall never enter my rest. Therefore, verse 6, therefore since it still remains for some to enter that rest and since those who formerly had the good news proclaimed to them did not go in because of their disobedience, God again set a certain day calling it today. This he did. When a long time later he spoke through David, as in the passage already quoted, today if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts. God again set a certain day, calling it today. Verse 3 says, now we who have believed enter that rest. What amazing passage there. The rest of this chapter and and the passage before it is talking about a rest that has always been since the beginning of time. You know, when God created all of creation he created a seventh day especially for his rest so rest was always there from the beginning of time and he set out he set a special day so that we can know that so that we can enter into that this was there right from the beginning of creation and he made it holy he made a day of rest so that we can know it for ourselves, a kind of rest that even God himself enjoys, is available to us. Hebrews 3 and 4 talks about how unbelief kept a generation that escaped from Egypt from entering God's rest. It was disobedience that stopped them. And the the rest that it talks about for these um, Israelites that came out of Egypt, the the rest it was talking about is this physical rest of going into the promised land, this place where they would be free from slavery, where they would have um, all their provision and, and everything that they needed, everything would have been there. That all their enemies would have been subject to them. Rest for them looked like be, being blessed. So that they could be a blessing to all the nations of the world. Hebrews 4 verse 6 says that even though it was too late for those Israelites. And they missed out on this physical rest. There is something better for us. It's better than this physical rest that we can read about that the Israelites should have entered into. We have a better rest that is available to us. And it is a spiritual rest. And it's not too late for us. It's available to us today. He called it today. We can now know that rest. We can enter into that rest today and every day if we respond to his voice. If we hear him calling to us, if we do not harden our hearts and we say, God, I do want to enter that rest. God, I do want to know who you are. I love that passage that. Um it was read today by, well, from 145 psalms where it talks about how good God is. When we come into his presence and we realize who he is and all that he's done and all that he is doing, there's something that happens deep within our souls. If Richard and I did not believe that this spa day would benefit us, then I think it would still be sat there on our shelf today. And we probably wouldn't even realize that it's probably expired by now or whatever. But there was something about that spa day that we knew actually we will benefit from that. And it did take time. It did take effort and maybe a little bit of a sacrifice. But we benefited from that physically and emotionally just by having that time. God's design for each of us is to live, work, play and relax from a place of rest. And there may be some readjusting that we need to do. And there may be some prioritising in our lives that, that we need to do so that we can live from that place. We have to slow down in our lives enough so that we are living from that precious place of rest that God has freely given to us. We didn't do anything to deserve it. It's a free gift. God's amazing gift so that we can benefit from this life of fullness. So what is this rest that I'm talking about? What is God's rest? I'm talking about peace with God. Peace in life. Living life in all its fullness. Freedom from sin. Entering into God's rest that even God himself enjoys. The kind of rest the perfect creator of all the universe has set aside for us. Rest where our intimate relationship with God is deepened. An intimate union with Father God, Holy Spirit, Jesus Christ. The kind of rest I'm talking about is when you know um, God is gently taking off that burden that has been weighing you down, that been, you've been carrying it along and, and he takes it off you and carries it for you. The kind of rest where there is fulfillment and satisfaction, where longings are met, hunger is satisfied, thirst is quenched and your heart and soul is refreshed, renewed and restored. The kind of rest that gives you hope of a glorious future. You know when you're sitting there with God, something happens and he shows you something. and That faith arises within your heart that you know there's so much more to this life. And God is there with you wanting to bless you. This glimpse of eternity where there is no more crying and no more pain. The kind of rest where you feel that revived, empowered, strengthened. Where you feel like, do you know what, I can get back up. I can start going on with this. I can get through this. I'm going to keep on going. I'm going to stand firm. I'm going to run and not grow weary. Hearing the word of God was not enough for the Israelites to enter into God's rest they heard the word proclaimed to them this offer of a free gift but it did take effort they would have had to go into battle they would have had to break into through these walls and so they never entered it they did not have the faith. They did not realize the benefit of it. They were moaning and they were groaning and, and they, were, you know, they were told that they would be given such freedom and, and all the things that God had done for them already where he had taken them out of slavery and where they were mistreated by the Egyptians and yet they were moaning and groaning. Do you know there's something about worship that's really, really powerful? That revives our hearts and gives us faith to keep on going. To believe God and his faithfulness and the promises that he's given to us you know when we feel like we start moaning and groaning and dissatisfied by the things that we're facing and and looking at and we're thinking oh no I just what is this God what are you doing to me you know if we spend time worshipping God and lifting his name upon high then it changes everything it gives us the faith to press on in there and say God I am pursuing what you have got for me you have got amazing promises for me you have got promises for me to enter into a rest where I can feel restored, revived encouraged, strengthened all those things I'm entering into his rest when I'm with people who do me good it's good to go to connect. It's good to be with your family where it's a safe place where, where you're knowing there is, that you're going to be challenged, where you're going to be encouraged, where you're going to be inspired. You know, the Word of God says that where two or three are gathered in His name, that He is there. What greater place is to enter into rest than be with the people of God? I can be in stressful situations under an immense amount of pressure and I can say a prayer wherever I am, giving it all back to God, putting my trust in him. And after I can do everything that I can do, I can say, God, you do what only you can do. I can't do it all, God, but I know you can and I can put my trust in him. There is a loving, intimate union with God for us. Even that blows my mind. To have an intimate union with God, the creator of heaven and earth, who created all things. Isn't that crazy? I'd like to talk a moment about how God's gift of rest has always been part of God's creation. God always planned it that we would live, work and play and relax from that place of rest. And I want to take us to Genesis chapter 2 where he first mentions God's rest. So in Genesis chapter 1 we can read about how all of God's creation by day by day account of how he created everything. The heavens and the earth and everything on the earth was created. And then we get to the sixth day when he created livestock, creatures that move along the ground, the wild animals, and it was on this day that he created man and woman. And I'd like to read the next bit in Genesis chapter 1, verse 27 to 28. It says this, So God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God he created them. Male and female he created them. And God blessed them and said to them, Be fruitful and increase in number. Fill the earth and subdue it. Rule rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky and over every living creature that moves on the ground. So here we have, God has done this amazing work, he's just created everything, all of creation has been created, and then he creates mankind, after he's done all of that, he creates mankind, and he tells them, right, I want you to rule over all of this. I want you to take care of this land. I want you to take care of the animals. I want you to subdue it. I want you to, to, do, to look after it. Take care of this beautiful creation that I've done. And I, I'm so pleased with my creation. And I want you to take care of it. Now, I don't know about you, but this task seems pretty big to me. You know, he's created the world. And he's saying, right, I want you to look after it. And it's so wonderful and so perfect. And he's saying, I want you to take care of it. I'd be like, God, have you seen how big this job is? There's only me and, you know, Adam and Eve, just the two of us. How are we supposed to do all of this? And then you'd be thinking, okay, so um, maybe start dividing the jobs up between you both. You know, maybe I'll look after the plants and you look after the animals. Or you do this, you do that. Or maybe you're thinking, well hang on a minute, we do actually need more people, so at the moment there's only two of us, and so we'll have some babies, but that's going to take ages. And then when the baby's born, it's going to be a baby, and before they'll be even youthful, how long is it going to be before they're even youthful? How are we going to do this? You know, it's this crazy thing. It's, you know, it must have been so overwhelming, all this that God has given Adam and Eve to do. And then we come to this beautiful passage in Genesis chapter 2, verse 3. It says, The seventh day, God rested and blessed that day and made it holy. Day six, God gave mankind a mandate, a huge job take care of creation. And what was the first thing that they did? They rested. The first thing they did was rested. On the seventh day, they rested. Adam and Eve was meant to do all that they were meant to do from a place of rest. How often do we get so overwhelmed by all the things that we have to do? Would we feel as overwhelmed if, when all the things that we have to face if we did it from a place of rest? Being with God, allowing him to give us strength, to give us wisdom, encouragement, whatever we need. Just being with him and saying, God, God, I can only do this with you. What do I need to do this? God, fill me up with faith. Give me what I need. And it's in that place God encourages us and empowers us and strengthens us pours his spirit out among us It's so important for us to enter this rest that he made it part of creation it was there before the commands that moses brought the law of the sabbath came where the sabbath rest it was like you have to rest and Moses, um, you know, gave this command from God because, you know, maybe the people weren't, weren't realizing the benefit of rest that God had already given to them. So God was like, I need you to realize that rest is important. And so he made it part of the commandments. You know, rest was never meant to be this legalistic thing of do's and don'ts. It was this precious gift where we encounter God and we experience him and we know him and there's something deep happens when we come into that place interestingly when Jesus completed all his works of living as an example for us on earth and then he died on the cross taking our shame and our burdens to the grave then beating the power of sin and death by rising from the grave he went and sat at the right hand of God Psalm 110 says this Sit at my right until I make your enemies a footstool for your feet. Sounds to me like Jesus is resting after all that he has done, after all that he has accomplished. He is sat with the Father while he continues to do the things that only he can do. He is making Jesus' enemies at his footstool. What does Ephesians 6, sorry, Ephesians 2 verse 3 say about us in this matter? It says, Ephesians 2 verse 3 to 10 says this. All of us also lived among them at one time, gratifying the cravings of our flesh and following its desires and thoughts. Like the rest, we were by nature deserving of wrath. But because of his great love for us, God who is rich in mercy made us alive with Christ even when we were dead in transgressions. It is by grace that you have been saved and God raised us up with Christ. And seated us with him in the heavenly realms in Christ Jesus. In order that in the coming ages he might show the incomparable riches of his grace expressed in his kindness to us in Christ Jesus. For it is by grace that you have been saved through faith. And this is not from yourselves. It is the gift of God not by works so that no one can boast. For we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works which God prepared in advance for us to do. by grace that we have been saved and God has raised us up with Christ Jesus we are seated with him while Jesus has accomplished everything with everything that he did living on this earth and dying that painful agonizing death and raising from the grave he is now seated with the father and we are seated with him while the father does what he is going to do I am sat with Christ Jesus. My weight is off my feet. I'm resting. And this is a gift from God. God has prepared works for each one of us to do in advance. Everything that, that, we, that God has planned for us to do, we ordained it even before we took one breath. And we are meant to do that from a place of rest. God has given us a voucher. God has given you a voucher to enter into that rest. How are you going to use that voucher? There is a rest available to us where we sit back, throw off our burdens, throw off our stress and anxiety, put our feet up and sit back and watch God do what only he can do. God in his wisdom created us with limits believe it or not. I don't know if anyone here believes that they're superhuman in any way. Much of us, we sometimes like to think of ourselves as superhuman or we treat ourselves as if we are superhuman. And then we suffer the consequences of that. I think rest is about slowing down in such a way that allows us time and space to recover be refreshed and, and to be renewed and if we are going to live our lives in all its fullness do the works that he is prepared in advance for us to do then we need to go we are going to need energy we're going to need strength that comes from taking care of ourselves We do have to accept that there are limitations on us physically, emotionally, mentally to deal with all of life. There are limitations on us. And unless we slow down and recover and refresh and renew in those areas of our lives, our spirituality will be affected. You know it, don't you? If you're physically um, unable, if you're mentally struggling, if there's things going on in your, in your mind and in your body, it can, it can actually affect your spirituality. Are you exhausted, feeling drained? Do you need to take some time just to catch your breath? Maybe you feel dry or worn out. You know our bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit. And we need to take care of all of our body. Now Jesus says in Luke 10:27, it's one of my favorite verses. It says this, Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind. It seems to me that we are meant to love God with everything. So taking care of ourselves so that we can love God with a healthy heart, a healthy soul, a healthy mind and a healthy body means that we have to think about what does it mean for us to do that from a place of strength. We need to slow down and take care of our physical, emotional and mental needs as well as our spiritual If we are worn out, whether it is emotionally or physically or mentally, or all three... Do you know we are at risk of being tempted by the things that this world might want to offer us? You know when we're feeling tired and worn out, we start looking to the world for where can we feel revived? Where can we feel strengthened? And so we, there's something happens in our spirituality that takes us away from God who can actually give us the rest that we really, really need sometimes it could be that we're all worn out so to give ourselves space we give up the very things that God has prepared in advance for us to do you know we think oh I'm too worn out I can't do that but this is what God had for you to do maybe you just need to just rest maybe you just need to come back to God and say God help me revive me I don't want to let go of the things that you've prepared in advance for me to do Maybe some of us today need to start asking the Holy Spirit to give us wisdom in how we take care of ourselves so that we can honor him with our whole selves. Maybe it's becoming aware of our limitations and sitting with God, giving him all our worry, giving him our emotional stress and strain and all the things that we're taking on physically taking time out to properly trust him and to become aware of him maybe meditating on his word and saying God what are you saying to me in this time maybe we need to come to a realisation where we have to just trust God that he will do what only he can do I found this quote from a Baptist pastor um, an American Baptist pastor he said this Says so if you don't take time away from the world around you, you're going to get pulled down by the world around you. We can ask the Holy Spirit to show us what is stealing God's rest or peace from us or wearing us out. And maybe seek some ways to, to set some limits and guidelines in our own lives. You know, I've come up with some examples um, to, get, to get started to think about how we can put limits on the demands that the world places on us so that, that we can live from a place of rest and, and not let this world pull us down. And it's, it'll, you know, Maybe this will trigger some thoughts for you and I don't think it will be exactly the same for you but maybe the Holy Spirit will just start speaking to you. Maybe it's something like, you know, when you're with your family, put the work to one side. Don't look at emails, but be fully present. Choose to focus on the good or pray and meditate on verses in the Bible rather than being distracted by the worries around you and letting them consume you. Maybe write a journal where you share your thoughts and feelings with God. Are you sad, stressed, Angry, hurt, happy, thankful, whatever you're feeling, share with your Heavenly Father. Maybe limit the time you watch TV. Maybe limit the times you're on social media and, and spend time with actual real people instead. Go to a connect and meet up with people who will encourage you and pray with you when you are struggling. Maybe go to a connect so that you can be a source of encouragement and that you can stand with others and pray with them because they're struggling. Go to bed on time so that you get all the sleep that is healthy for your body. Make sure you're eating foods that support a good, healthy body. Take little steps towards some sort of physical exercise. You know, that's just my list, but maybe it's something that the Holy Spirit is putting his finger on in you that's stopping you from entering into his rest and experiencing him fully. Wouldn't it be a shame if we never took this free gift to us? Anything worth having does take work, does take effort, does take planning, and maybe even sacrifice. So let me finish with this verse in Matthew chapter 11, verse 28. It says this. Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Father, I just want to thank you for your precious gift of rest to us. That Lord God, your desire, Lord God, is for us to live, work, play, relax, whatever it is in life, to do that from a place of rest. And, Lord God, I just pray that as we, we feel overwhelmed with things, Lord God, in this life, Lord, that that will be a trigger to us, that we now need to come into that place of rest. Lord God, Lord, let help us, Lord God, to, to know you more. Help us, Lord God, to, to find that place where we find comfort and strength and empowerment in you, Lord God. Lord God, refresh us, Lord God. Revive us, Lord God. Renew us, Lord Jesus. And we thank you, Lord God, that you are good and faithful and kind. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen.